0: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathart. The left is conservatives. They're racist and they have no facts to back it up. And you have the. the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. We need immigrants to pick our crops, man. Uh, And that on the heels of what Kamala Harris said about equity when it comes to having your property destroyed by a hurricane. Well, guess what? It's pretty equitable. Everybody got screwed in that hurricane. And I don't think we should base who gets money first on the color of their skin. My goodness. And these are reasons I think we need more. And, you know, I'm big on this. You might be tired of hearing about it, but younger. And yet we need to get younger people to vote. We need to get younger people to vote. And how much? What do we? Uh, I think Tuesday is the the deadline to register to vote. To register to vote, and I think it's easy. To talk, we talk about the generational gaps. Yeah, the the older you are, and I think that's just kind of a life thing. I know we, and I'm not trying to pick on younger folks, um, but you are. <laughs> well, I. As as we get older, we do change. You know, when you're young, you don't think politics, it doesn't affect me. You behave socially and personally different. And I think part of under that umbrella of getting older and getting wiser is like, I need to take part in what's happening. I need to get in, involved. Because some people don't do it from uh, a young age because they just don't think it's important.
1: Yeah, and there are some basic life skills. I was, uh, you know, in recent re- recent memory in, in a room full of high schoolers and they were talking about... Um, addressing a letter.
0: Wait, what? Writing a letter and doing it?
1: And like on the envelope where you put like the, where you put your address versus where you want to put and and like they were, they had no clue. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, and so yeah, I mean registering to vote like it's not, it's it it is an easy process if you know what you're doing but if you've never done it before and I remember you know, I moved up to Ashland and it was right in the middle of the Sarah Walsh uh, special election and so I moved like four days before the deadline to register to vote. And, you know, I'm educated. How many degrees does it take to register to vote, right? Um, But I was still worried I was going to mess it up. And I actually took off work from Jeff City in the middle of the day. And I drove to the Boone County Clerk's Office. They were very wonderful. But I was like, I don't want to try to mail it and do this and whatever. I want to make sure I'm registered to vote. And they were wonderful. But, yeah, if you've never done it before, you know, it, it, you know could
2: be hard I, I agree with that Stephanie and I still think that if you really want to do it right it's best to do it in person I know some okay. people want to do it on the computer but if you want to make sure it's done, um, it takes. It doesn't take that long. It's, it's best to go up there and just do that there. And, and Brianna and her staff, or Taylor, before that, they, they'll they help you and they'll get it done.
0: I think it should be done American Idol style. I think I should just be able to call an 800 number. <laughs> That's how I want to do it, John. That'd be easiest for me. Um, Probably. We're to get more young people to vote that way. <laughs> uh, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell, Brian Housworth. I'm Brandon Rather. John Marsh, right across from us, 874-9390. Hannah is back on Monday. So, and I'm big about messaging to, uh, you know, a younger generation of folks. And I'm thinking, well, do younger folks even know how to register to vote? Some of them don't know how to write a letter or address an envelope. Right. Uh, and or is, care. or <laughs> yeah, yeah, or care. You're right. And I'll, and I'll say this. So if uh, you're a younger person, can we have an influx, a huge influx of younger people in, interested in politics? And this has all happened since January the 20th of 2021. Um, So I will say I'm not criticizing. We welcome you. We have regretful Biden voters, a bunch of young people who did vote for Biden that are regretful. Thousands of them here in mid-Missouri that are now listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri trying to figure things out. Uh, When I was eight, and I went to a school called Center for Management Law and Public Policy Preparatory High School because I wanted to be an attorney and it didn't happen. So I was in the school very politically active and involved I didn't vote when I
2: was eighteen. You know, I, I didn't do it. Did you vote when you were eighteen, Steph? Yeah, I voted
1: as soon as I
2: could. worth? always always have. I, I've I've only missed one election in all, all those years, and that was a day I happened to be moving. Um, but no, I t- I take it very seriously. And the um, but a lot of young people don't vote, no. and it, it it even even you know years ago they they did not. But the I tell you, who does get get out and vote. It's the older people. Um, And they do. They get out and vote. um, 65 plus, they get out and vote. And if they have to take their wheelchair and their walker, they're going to get down to that polling place and they're going to vote. Tony,
0: Uh, are you sure you really want young kids to vote? If we are doing the messaging, yes. (laughs) If we're the ones doing uh, the messaging. Trey uh, Fosha, he's the college, uh, Mizzou College Republicans president. He's been on the show before. Mm -hmm. Last night, big event, Boone County, annual GOP Chili Supper. uh, And ABC 17, Hannah Falcon was talking to him about younger people. Now, this is a young guy. I think Trey, because he's been on the show before. I can't remember if you said he was 19 years old. But, yeah, I want Trey to vote. He's 19, as I recall, yes. 19 president of the college Republicans. Yeah, I want him to vote. Young
1: people don't think it matters. And I think what we're seeing right now is going to change a lot of that. It's disastrous that we're seeing right now. And it needs to be stopped. Well, how are we going to stop it? We stop it at the ballot box.
0: But then before that, before the ballot box, how do we get them to... Not pay so much attention to USA Today, MSNBC, CNN, the three major networks that Washington Post did a fact check this week. And what they fact checked is just uh, childish and moronic. And by the way, Hunter Biden, the feds now say they think they've got some stuff to charge hunter biden i'm like well wait a minute washington post dismissed that as russian disinformation we all remember that Mm -hmm. washington oh that's nothing that's disinformation that's conservatives going after hunter biden well guess who might be going after hunter biden now the feds that's the washington And they're
1: finally coming to this conclusion like hey (laughs) how long have they been sitting on that so yeah exactly
0: so before we get these Younger people in the ballot box, we got to find ways to let them know the truth about things. And one of the things we talked about last night at this event, you know, we don't have to get into arguments with people. Right now, we're positioned so well to just use facts to say you got to quit voting for Democrats right now. You can look locally, and I'll go to the school board in Columbia, how many people in the spring of 2020 go, holy crap, I wished I'd paid more attention to who I was voting for before they shut schools down. Destroyed test scores, destroyed the psyche of a lot of kids because people and I, me too, uh, same thing. Uh, city council, same thing. Getting educated about what's going on, but now because the economy is so bad, we can talk to all these people because the economy is affecting is affecting everybody. Younger people, younger people go to the go to Schulte's and buy cans of progressive soup just like I do. They're paying more. They're paying more for ramen noodles and things like that. I think we can use facts to let these younger people know. And when you don't have gas money to go out on date night in your senior year of high school and you are 18 and you can now vote Mm -hmm. and you don't have gas money to take your best girl out, that's because Democrat policies, man. It's all happened since January uh, the 20th. Welcome into the show. Look at
2: what you just stepped in. You are about to enter the no (laughs) zone. This is the O'Ree. Factor with Brandon Rather Yes,
0: I hit Brandon with a stick. Let me promise this by saying this is not going to be a serious fact check. Trump said the other day, as Trump has been known to do on occasion, just said something. He said something the other day. I, I it was just funny. It's Trump being Trump. He said, I, I would have beaten Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. <laughs> he did <laughs> say that. Of course
1: did he yeah. did. And I'm like, oh, that's
0: funny. Yeah. <laughs> the Washington Post did a fact check on
1: this. You've got to be kidding me. No.
0: A detailed analysis by the Washington Post concludes that despite President Trump's insistence to the contrary, he would, lo- he would lose badly. If he ran for president against George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, the Washington Post, (laughs) that's what they are fact checking. And it is not tongue in cheek. And it's the Washington Post. It's the three national news outlets. It's CNN. It's USA Today. It's MSNBC. It's a lot of the stuff on Facebook that these younger people see. And they're like, oh, they take it at face value. And the Washington Post is fact checking. (laughs) God. (laughs) And off-the-cuff comments. Unbelievable! Tonight, Game One, Cardinals, Phillies, Bush Stadium. So excited! Something to take our minds off of all the other stuff that's happening in this uh, in the World. Cardinals and Phillies. They actually met in the playoffs in 2011. March. remember what happened in 2011 after we beat the Phillies in the playoffs?
2: Yeah, refresh my memory.
0: Yeah, we went on to win <laughs> probably the most incredible, one of the best World Series of all times. Definitely game six, the best. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I'm a homer. I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm biased, I have preconceived bias. Game six at World Series that year had to be the most exciting game in the history of any World Series. And it's interesting, too, because, sure, it's fun, and you can listen to the games on the radio, watch them on the TV as the Cardinals try to advance to what's been a magical season. Yachty Pujols' 700th home run, Adam Wainwright, they very likely all done. But there's some financial benefit to this too.
1: Yeah, I mean they said the season on a whole like uh is worth about 300 million I think to the St. Louis region and each playoff game is about 6 million in addition. They said about 40% of the fans come from out of town. Um, so it brings a lot of money to the region. So exciting times.
0: Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, that, and that money helps everybody here in uh, in Missouri. Game one tonight, and I'm not a big fan of how they do the wild card system. Like, I'm not a big Me fan. Either. Yeah, I don't like it at all because uh, the Cardinals are a division winner, and they've got to go to this wild card run. It's It's like the overtime rules in the NFL. Uh, despite the fact that it benefited, was it last year or two years ago, it really benefited the Chiefs in a very important game. But I don't like the NFL rule. I think uh, everybody should get a chance to score, not just the first uh, first one. Cardinals-Phillies. Coming up five minutes from now, we are going to do what's hot with uh, Hannah, despite the fact that Hannah's not here today. She's going to be back.
2: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. All right,
0: 725-ish, which means it's...
1: Uh, 725. How oh,
0: about that fist bump, buddy? I'm um, <laughs> on time. Uh, and we're doing What's shaking with Steph this morning. Normally, we do What's Hot with Hannah, but she's back here on Monday. So, we're doing What's shaking with Stephanie Bell.
1: So, yesterday, Hannah asked us, hey, guys, have you heard about the pageant drama? And you and I said, No. no. What? Um, But I think also Hannah earlier this week, when we were talking about siblings, said no one is really meaner than like two sisters. And so it's almost like these pageant people are are sisters and they are out to get each other right now, I guess. So there's a lady who won. Her name might be R Bonnie. It's like R apostrophe B O N N E Y. Anyway, she's from Texas and she wins. And um, there are some sore losers. And not only, um and so, first of all, when she wins, and you know how they're all holding hands, and they're like, yeah, it should be you, it's friends, me, we're yeah. friends, we're buddies, yeah. um, and then they congratulate each other, apparently there was a walkout, apparently she wins, and they're all like, peace, see you later, there was no congratulating, like, no slapping of hands after the game, like, good sportsmanship they just walked out and um, so there was some chatter I guess before she won that something was up and then afterwards of course they took to TikTok and Miss Montana um, decided to uh, spill her guts about how she thought the whole thing was rigged. Election fraud here Um, and that it was predetermined that this gal would win Miss Texas and she said see we knew it she had this fancy vacation That was paid for by the miss usa organization beforehand and she said and and there is a post of this gal getting a ponytail by somebody in the organization (laughs) this gal like the president of miss usa is doing this gal's hair so they wanted her to win from the very beginning and the whole thing was rigged and of course so the winner who is stunningly beautiful uh, you know they're all beautiful is saying no it wasn't rigged I paid for that vacation myself, and the gal was doing my hair after the whole thing. So you look very um, interested in it, So
0: <laughs> Well, here's what I'm in. You talked about the sportsmanship. You have the girls up on the stage, the young women, and usually they hold hands and uh, and the sportsmanship. And it just occurred to me, and I'm not I'm not uh, trying to be rude here, okay. But I, it, it occurred to me tonight, Cardinals and Phillies. Cardinals going to make a big play and hit a couple home runs. And you cross home plate, and Yeti or Molina will swat Albert Pujols on the rear end. This weekend, Mahomes will toss for five touchdown passes against the Raiders. Travis Kelsey will swat him on the rear end. Do Is this something that female athletes do? Now, I went to a softball game in Ashland's uh, Wednesday for a young lady by the name of Brooklyn Smith. Been diagnosed with cancer. Big fundraiser was hanging out there. Now, these are high school softball players. Is this something... Do, like, the Mizzou women's basketball team, you make a good play. Do women squat each other on the rear? John, you're big... You've done a lot of play-by-play over the years. Is this... Is, and it's? A, I think it's a reasonable question. I'm not trying to be some creepy old dude, but it just occurred to me.
1: I think it's just dudes.
0: Is this something women do, John? Have you ever seen this? No, they're usually the high-five crowd. I wonder why that is. Why is it... And I don't have an answer to the question why do we as guys like if john and i are playing in the beer softball league despite the fact that
1: you also do like the jumping chest bumping i mean because dudes are weird that's why (laughs) i do think i mean some of my favorite clips though from guys sports is and especially like professional sports is when they mic mic the folks up they should mic up the beauty queens like on stage do you think and (sighs) then they win can you imagine what would come out of their mouth? (laughs)
2: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. I use this trick all the time. Whenever I think someone might try to beat me up or mug me, I fake a Russian accent. (laughs) (laughs) It's genius. Be walking home late at night, two dangerous-looking guys walk up to me like, Hey, man, you know what neighborhood you're in? You think this is neighborhood? (laughs)
0: It does immediately sound tougher. And I'm wondering if that's if that's what got uh, what's got Biden all discombobulated last night. He says uh, the risk of a nuclear armageddon again, closest we've been since the Cuban missile crisis. And I'm wondering, is that what got what's got Biden all wrapped up is because of Putin's accent? Is he scared? And is it something that we should be worried about? A couple of things here. I agree with the comedian there. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm going to send you another one, but it's going to require some bleeping, but it's one of my okay. favorite, And it's, on, it's right on this, and it's all one right. of my favorites of all time.
0: Okay. This guy's name is Dan Soder. Uh, he's, it's that Russian accent. How tough. So, yesterday, Bison, we're closer to nuclear war than we have ever been. As a Cold War era child who hid under a school desk to protect myself from a nuclear bomb, because the school desk was going to protect, you know, and that's what we did. And Air Force brats, we had it even worse, didn't we?
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't one of those
0: kind of deals. We knew that the bases we were on were on yep. the target list. Yep, Beale Air Force Base, California, hiding under that desk. And I'm like, man, my mom's working on the U-2s, the SR-71s, the B-52 bombers. So yeah, Beale Air Force Base, California, we were pretty high on top of what is it, Menachem Begin's list, or whoever the, the leader was back in uh, back during my childhood. So... Oh, to hear Biden, I don't
2: think the Israelis were getting ready to attack BLAFB, <laughs> but okay. I was a
0: child who was <laughs> Gorbachev. No, that's the one who we made things right with. Whoever Brezhnev, right. Leonid <laughs> Brezhnev, Leonid Brezhnev. Brezhnev, and so to take me, you go back to our childhood, and that stuff was real. And Marsh, you're a little bit uh, more seasoned than I am. Uh, So maybe it's different for you, but as a young child growing up in the fear of nuclear war every day, that affects a little Brandon Rathart, man. So this, I'm wondering two things. Is this something legitimate? Actually, I'm wondering three things. Is this really legitimate? The other thing, unfortunately, Joe's reputation precedes himself. You can't believe what he says because he sits here and tells you the border is secure. Meanwhile, we have, well, we're probably at least 30 young people have died here in mid-Missouri of fentanyl overdoses that have come from Mexico, which came from China. So I can't believe what this guy says. Uh, But is it legit?
1: Yeah. Well, and I think like, you know, you can say what you want about Trump and he, he's a little crazy. And the only thing that like out crazy crazy people is if someone else y- you legitimately think s- someone's more crazy than you. You know, so I-, I feel like if someone, you know, overseas pushed a button right there, Trump would be right on it. Right. And, and yeah. so Biden is, is does not have that. He doesn't present that kind of threat. To other folks who are crazy um he just you know he's he's shown himself to be very weak on the international stage and I, I you know I listen to a lot of podcasts I do a lot of reading and there are a lot of smart folks out there and you know I can I can kind of go down the conspiracy rabbit hole every now mm-hmm. and again, but when the smart folks mm-hmm. the well read people the people that I trust start talking about you know, I'm feeling a little bit nervous mm-hmm. about the international situation right now. And we, we saw, you know, Korea, North Korea's launched more test missiles this year than they ever have mm-hmm. before. You know, we started over Japan. Japan's nervous. We're t- telling Japan, you know, we're with Japan and we're saying, Hey, we got to do something about this. And we've got Russia and China saying, No, we don't need to do anything. You guys are provoking this. And they're kind of aligning. It just, it, the whole situation has me on edge, you know, to the point of like, you know, I'm feeling a little bit conspiracy theorist but again it's not it's not those folks that are talking about this it's it's reasonable folks who normally are not talking about this and saying everything's fine that are saying you know what i'm concerned and that has that has me feeling on edge
0: uh and i you know me i am not a fan of what about ism uh but we didn't have these fears prior to january the 20th 2021 and we have said that's this is what scares us Worldwide stage, we see what people are doing. Uh, it's because of Biden's weakness. Uh, welcome to a feel-good Friday. <laughs>
2: it's, it's <gone. laughs> steps, steps on the money about
0: about Donald Trump. You know, he kind of right. yeah. he scared the Chinese and met with Putin and all, and he kind of wore his you know his kind of hawkishness on his sleeve. Yeah. And so this, this didn't happen prior to January the 20th, 2021. And this is the real life impact. If you're a younger voter, if you're a regretful Biden voter and you think these things don't matter, this is why it matters. Because you put in a weak individual who has far progressive idiotic policies. And now you have Stephanie Bell who's shaking in her boots at the possibility. I'm exaggerating. But we didn't feel this way on January the 19th of 2021. Nobody felt this way in America.
1: No, if I'm Putin and I'm or I'm, you know, whoever, if I'm North Korea, you know, I have no, it, you know, I have no questions that if I do anything to to anger Trump, he's like, yeah, I don't care. You know, he would he would do whatever to protect America and he would not think twice about it. Um, and, and that's scary if you're them, right? Um, and, and it's a different situation today than it was.
0: And here's the other thing I'll go to. One of the big things that uh, nanny state Democrats really are like parents. Parents would utilize consequences to scare you into behaving a certain way. Democrats do the same thing. COVID is a perfect example. It's fear between Fauci, local leaders. If you look at the city of Columbia, it's Columbia Public School District. They scared the hell out of people because they wanted you to behave a certain way. And that's the other thing I'm wondering about, Joe, is he trying, he's scaring people and then letting uh, marijuana. He's scaring
1: me, for sure.
0: <laughs> and then we're going to let marijuana offenders out, hopefully before November the 8th is what I'm thinking the Democrats are thinking, uh, so they can vote in the election. Biden yesterday pardoning federal weed offenders. We've been trying to get a hand. AP says thousands of people would be eligible for this. New York Times said thousands. We had a call earlier this morning called and said there are zero federal marijuana offenders that would be let out of prison because of a bunch of different sources. I don't know what the number is. Um, And so then he urged state folks saying, hey, if you've got marijuana offenders in your state prison system charged with state level charges, you should let them out. Governor Mike Parson, he's going to hang out with us here, 810 on a feel good Friday. I want to ask him like, did Joe call you and say, hey, Mike, uh, why don't you let these uh, marijuana, which, and I'm okay with what Joe did. I think that's, I think that's great. Uh, as a whole, but I wonder if if Joe called our governor and said, Hey, yeah, I think you should release state marijuana offenders. And can you do it by the 8th of November? Because nobody F's with a Biden. We'll find out. Governor Mike Parsons <laughs> here at eight ten this morning. Uh, on, uh, Wake Up, mid Missouri, Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, I am Brandon Rath. Brian houseworth is in here too. And if you're looking for something to do this weekend, uh, the, uh, Hartsburg Pumpkin Festival. I remember when I moved here years ago, that was like one because I moved here in the fall and that was the big thing. Hartsburg Pumpkin Festival. All the pumpkin spice you want, Steph.
1: I'm excited. It's a big deal. It's big for the region. You know, it attracts a lot of people from out of town. Um, you can get there on the Katy Trail if you want to ride your bike. Um, it's just a fun like fall and the weather is so beautiful yeah. right now. It's going to be a great weekend.
0: I'm digging the weather uh, this weekend, like 60s. That's where we're going to be tapping out uh, some beef stew, maybe some chili. Brittany, via text 874-9390. Happy Feel Good Friday crew. Just wanted to say I absolutely love Stephanie's laugh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, Jim, appreciate the fact check. I said Leonid Brezhnev, Leonid Brezhnev. I was three years old, I'm sorry, but I forgot to correct <laughs> <laughs>
2: he wasn't fluent in Russian at that time.
0: Right. And uh, Menachem uh, Begin uh, wasn't a leader in, uh, in Russia. What's hot? What's shaking with Steph this morning? Uh, Stephanie, or Hannah, will be back on Monday. So we did What's shaking with Steph. Interesting story about pageants. And the big takeaway there, Stephanie has a great idea for must-see TV.
1: Yeah, I think just like they mic up the, the athletes, they should mic up the beauty queens.
0: So a lot of times they, <laughs> they mic, mic'd up, NFL players. I, lo- I seriously love this idea. A bunch of, uh, I almost said catty women, but I'm not going to say that. A bunch of women in a beauty pageant on stage, backstage, mic'd up. What are they saying? I would love that. I would rather watch a mic'd up episode with beauty pageant contestants than, because I know what the NFL players say anymore. (laughs)
1: I think you get two things. First of all, like the one gal who had that viral moment where she answered a question and she was like an airhead. I think you get a little bit of that. But I, you know, I know folks that have been in beauty pageants. And so, you know, there are some really smart folks. So, A, I think you'd get catty behind the scenes, like them talking about each other. B, I think you'd get a couple of airheads saying some really ridiculous things. And then C, (laughs) most importantly to me, I think you get some like really good tips for like, you know, makeup and be like, oh, this is the product that I like. Or this is how I do my makeup for tv or whatever so i would watch
0: uh, we just want to hear the bleeped out <laughs> moments right
1: i love when the athletes are in on it with each other and so like they go up to their buddy and they're like did you get that rash cleared up and like they know they're mic'd up <laughs> but they're like just punking each other and saying funny things and I, I love that part of it
0: you can kind of we're kind of mic'd up here on wake up Mid missouri you can't you can go and watch the show on our youtube channel now i will you tell can. you there, there's no audio during the commercial breaks but that, if you read lips,
2: <laughs>
1: we'd be in trouble. And you can see my look at my shirt. See this?
0: Can you? Yeah, no, that's that cool. Closer to the camera.
1: Mama's for DeSantis.
0: I love that. That is uh, that is so cool. Uh, By the way, I love that Biden, while he was seeing DeSantis in Florida, how cool is this, by the way? Biden, you know, said words, unity, unity. I'll go back to words, v. actions, words. He said the words unity on January the 20th. His actions have done nothing, nothing. He has criticized. He's used the presidential office to criticize. If you voted for Trump or liked his policies, he's criticized you. He has criticized me. He has criticized Trump. This was the unity guy. Leave it up to a Republican like Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. Welcome Joe with open arms has been complimentary of his stuff. That is action and unity. Ron DeSantis. In class. In class. You know what's more boring than watching a beauty pageant on TV? I would imagine. I don't know because I've never watched a beauty pageant on TV.
1: The Excel Championships.
0: The Excel cha- and chess. No. I think watching chess on TV would be... I'm guessing playing it is a blast.
1: I think, like, the, but now they have, like, those speed things where you have to hit the timer and you're, I mean, the fact, like, their minds are moving so quickly. I mean, I could, you could give me all day and I'd still lose. But they're, uh, I, I like the speed rounds. I think it's interesting.
0: So there's this huge, and this is a huge international story, really, that's coming out of right here where we live in Missouri. It's a story that Stephanie delicately brought to us a couple of weeks ago. Right. Rexingfield, mega, you talk about... You know, delicately him. being the <laughs> accurate word here. <laughs> I don't even. And Stephanie's the one who brought this to the table.
1: These are all a- allegations. You can Google <laughs> it. But no, I mean, it, it's a huge thing. He made ch- uh, St. Louis like the chess capital of. The U.S. right, and so um, it's if you've never been to the Chess Hall of Fame, it's right there in Clayton. Um, my favorite is we have like the world's largest chess piece. Have you seen it? It's a queen out there, and I guess I think they put one up, and then someone else was like, "Nah, we're gonna we're gonna do it," and did like two inches bigger, and then we 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 did another one. So Let I guess,
0: it was guys building this. Thing. <laughs>
1: so we still, I think, um, but my kids go there, and they've got. Um, it's really interesting. It's like a three story thing. You go in there; they have all sorts of different, really cool chess sets, like the pieces. Um, like, one time it was all space. I mean, it is a fascinating... So, anyway, spent a lot of money, and now... They, but they host international chess tournaments. People fly here from all over the world to do chess tournaments, but that's how we... That's how we got embroiled in this international controversy.
0: So, this kid, and the Rex Sinkfield, by the way, mega-donor in Missouri politics, big-time player, huge fan of chess. So, there's this guy, he's been accused of cheating by using stuff in... <laughs> yeah, thank you for leaving this one up to me. Anyhow.
1: Google so, it. <laughs> GTS.
0: Um, so they're doing play-by-play of chess, and they're doing play-by-play. So now they're going, in, and they're going through a security check. You'd think you're going through Columbia Regional Airport, which, by the way, has their grand opening ceremony oh, in really? a couple of weeks. Yes. We're getting this close.
1: Man, I'm, uh, I'm flying soon. I want the new Terminal. I know.
2: Okay. I'm excited
0: for it, and they're doing play-by-play.
2: And then the feed went the other way. Zero tolerance. You you weren't at the board when they hit the gong, you were forfeited. Here we're yeah. See,
0: I would rather watch a mic'd up beauty pageant behind oh, the scenes. But on. I'll tell you what's interesting. So picture this real quick. And then we got to move. Uh, we got to move forward. Uh, people getting wanded and stuff like you're going through an airport and it's they're chess players. So they're just kind of giving the cursories. Okay, you're good until this guy that's been accused of cheating and they.
1: And he got the full thing?
0: He got almost the full, like right up the... (laughs) Okay, moving forward, feel good Friday. Uh, I want to share this from Rebecca via text 874-9390. She says, y'all aren't making me feel so good on a... F- this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert' It's just those state taxes, man. You know, I, I realized, you know, I, I, I had to make a grown-up decision. And, you know, here I am in, in the great city of Miami. I love that. Tyreek Hill, former, uh, probably one of the fastest receivers in the game, if not the best used player for Kansas Chiefs. Uh, Left had an opportunity to go to New York or Miami, and I'm thinking he's got to be a smart conservative. He chose Florida because lower tax rates. I think Shaquille O'Neal is also, and I don't care about their politics, but I hear things like this, and I'm thinking, you've got to be a conservative. Shaquille O'Neal tells a great story about his time with the Miami Heat, somebody who inherited some money, but this is about 35 seconds what he says at the end is really cool
1: you know i was with the miami heat one day and the an article came out the grandmother left leaves the son 250 million dollars so i go in the locker room one day to shoot and this kid's on his knees scrubbing the bathroom floor and i'm looking at him I'm like hey man didn't your grandmother just give you 250 million? yeah but dad wants me to start from the bottom so he had to do that he was picking up jocks you know he started in the marketing department and now i think he's a vice president once i saw that i was like you know what that right there is respectable nepotism, because the kid went to Duke, his grandma gave him 250 he could have been like, I'm not doing anything, but his dad said, nope, you start from the bottom. So that's, that's what I also teach my kids, and I also have to teach them, we're not rich, I'm rich. I love
0: that. Respectable nepotism. He tells his kids, I'm not giving you money. He says, we're not rich. I'm rich. Right? I love that, and he is teaching that is responsibility, and I think personal responsibility, that is his-